live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. Welcome to Duck Talk. Yeah, and the thing about them is they probably got up to the street and started drive, walking across the road as oh. one and get all got smashed. I hope not. That happens. That'll happen. I saved a bunch of them a couple of years ago on uh, West River Road. I got out and sh- shoot you them You Morgan QE Wolf slattery Only di- if they'd been geese, right through them, baby. <laughs> I would have sped up and ran over all of them. I would have had That's goss- Patrick Royce saying this, not goss- me. I would have gosling guts all over the place because they're sky carp and they're worthless. But we don't have that many ducks. You only would have got the slow ones, right? Although Kenny doesn't like the mergansers either, so... Now, I don't know if these were all ducklings or uh, merganser. They were all of the same breed. They were all merganser. We don't know uh, that. We're not going to go see, into it again. I don't know. It's a beautiful It's a beautiful bird, but they uh, serve no purpose as far as eating. They, they're inedible. So, uh, Why are you, uh, you have been holding court here for quite some time today, and you have repeatedly said that yesterday's Twins game was everything that's wrong with baseball. <laughs> well, it took forever. Four hours and 20 minutes. Terrible play. Everybody played terrible. Everybody pitched terrible. Uh, nobody made a play in the field. It was a joke. Mm-hmm. And uh, But finally, uh, Reaver's pal, unfortunately, uh, came in and uh, settled matters in the Twins' favor, Jake uh, Patricia. Patricia from mm-hmm. uh, Faribault. Now, in his defense, he'd warmed up in the second inning and didn't pitch. He'd warmed up in the fifth inning and didn't pitch. Then they finally ran him out there, and he couldn't throw strikes. So He'll probably be gone today, <laughs> the way they shuffle pitchers around. Man, I bet they didn't get into Boston until 2 a.m. Well, it ended at uh, 8.15, so by the time yeah, they, but that, they you got to go Eastern customs. time. Yeah, yeah, well, 8.15, that's what I'm saying, 8.15. Their time? Their time. Yeah. So, and you got to go... Th- they, it takes a little longer. I mean, they they have a special way to go through customs, but it still takes a little longer. Yeah, I bet it was 11, 11.30. I bet some of the fellas had plans for dinner, go the eat a little dinner. lobster out yeah. there at 8 o'clock, maybe have a couple of cocktails, mm-hmm. and uh, didn't happen. So, uh, worst, for the Red, worst night for the Red Sox, though. The Red Sox had a... Uh, the weather forecast in Baltimore was terrible. But the Orioles chose to start the game. The Red Sox had five runs on the board in the second inning. We're ahead five to nothing. Mookie had hit a three-run homer. Or somebody else had hit a home run. And the storms that everybody knew was coming in came in, and they ended up waiting two hours and two an hour, two and a half hours and getting rained out. Rook, so did they, you have good gets, weather in New York? Uh, it was hot and soupy, 85%. But you didn't get rainstorms. Uh, we got some rain early, but it wasn't uh, overpowering rain. We we dodged a bullet in, in Manhattan. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in Baltimore, fellas, when they say it's going to, when they say they have a 100% chance of rain now, they're not wrong. Right. They're right. This is, I said, this isn't Calvin going out and standing in the parking lot behind Met Stadium and looking to the west to right. see if there was clouds or not. Which is what used to happen. The, yeah, start the game or not. Uh, this is, uh, they knew it was going to rain. You should never start a game in those circumstances. And they uh, did, and the Red Sox. I mean, now the Red Sox have to go back there and play a doubleheader in the You know what? August. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're mistaking me for someone who's interested. I have zero sympathy for the Boston Red Sox. 
I that's my least favorite team in baseball. Well, I still don't think that you. Sh- I still get upset when somebody loses a home run. As well, many I, as there I, are I'm now. with you there. Sure. Mookie, Mookie's yeah. fighting to get the MVP award. Yeah. He hits a three-run homer, and it's off the books. But you know, Dozier what? had one of those the year. He hit 42. He had one rained out. I just am not a Red Sox fan. I just I yeah, really root well, for the Yankees. That's because you've met them. Yeah, they were always grumpy. They were grumpy, grumpy, grumpy well, surly people. You you were around them when they had Lynn and Rice. Who were, everybody always knew Jim Rice was a jackass, but right. Lynn was worse. Lynn was. Oh a, my God. Lynn Fred Lynn was a condescending jackass. Yeah. Uh, Jim that's Rice, the worst kind. Jim Rice was just a blow you off guy. Okay. But Fred Lynn talked down to everybody. They always say that Ted Williams taught Yaz how to be a jackass mm-hmm. in the clubhouse to the media, and then Yaz taught Lynn and Rice how to be a jackass. <laughs> it was always the worst clubhouse oh, there was. Oh, terrible. And part of it was it was as big as this room. Right. It still is, And isn't it? they had a tremendous amount of media for, for the size of the of the room, and they were always mad that you were around. Yeah. yeah. Still, I don't think they've done much with the uh, – you know, Wrigley Field now the Red Cub, the home locker room is fantastic. Their home clubhouse is fantastic. They've they they basically Joe went underground mm. and built this, and they had rats supposedly. You that uh, as they dug out in there, play center were, field that were blind oh. because they'd never the seen whole light. they'd never seen light. They'd been down there in this subterranean area under the ballpark and they'd never never seen light there was that's a whole, what happens in the sewer yeah it was a whole breed of them yeah blind blind what the hell rats. Did they, what did they eat uh, they scavenge around know, somebody the one with vision probably went out and got them peanuts <laughs> hey, uh, uh, ren could you run out there again we need uh yeah there's we they left 50 million uh, peanut shells on the uh, thing. We'll eat them. I, I don't know what they ate, but uh, they excavated. You can't believe the excavation they did. I didn't see the club. I didn't go to the clubhouse, but I saw their Champions Club, mm-hmm. which is more ornate than this one hmm. that the Twins I haven't had. been in Wrigley for years. You would hardly recognize the place, that. except you'd recognize the press box. That yeah. still sucks. Yeah. But the uh, but the rest of it is, uh, you know, we've changed a lot. Out, you know, outfield. You got great, big, huge scoreboard, and I mean, a message board in left field, and you got you got all kinds. Please of tell stuff me they on. still have the yard arm out there. Yes, they still put the yard arm up when they win. They put a dub of the the. I love that nautical. Yeah, they do, which must stem from the Wrigleys having their estate on Lake Geneva. It could be, but it also stems from, you know, okay, we're driving by and we look up and we see the flag. That means the Cubbies won it. Right, but I mean, you could have raised it on a regular flagpole. There's a ship's yard art. Yeah, yeah, it was. They're not that far from the lake either. I didn't realize how long the Wrigleys had owned that team. Uh, The, the, you know, Phil owned them forever, but his old man owned them before then. Mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, Mike Beck's, I mean... uh, Bill Beck's father was the president of the team for years and years and when Bill was working there and uh, planted the Ivy and helped build the grandstand and the, and the whole, you know, they for years that they didn't have the grandstand. They just had a, went down to the... Did Bill Beck get the White Sox from Comiskey? Charles Comiskey? No, he bought them from somebody else. I wonder what John he paid Allen, did he? I don't know what he paid. 
Yeah, well, they were they were going to move to St. Pete. They were the first team that was going to move to uh, Florida. Really? I believe they were going to move to St. Petersburg, and he, he saved the White Sox. And then we were going to move to St. Petersburg. Well, there wasn't a town in America where we weren't going to go. <laughs> we were going to move there uh, in... Calvin first was going to move to Seattle, right? Because they were going to sue us because they were going to sue baseball because the team had only stayed one year and then moved to mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. They were going to move there. Then later on, we were going to move to Tampa. And they, uh, when Harvey saved the day with the buyout. Yeah. <laughs> In his own inimitable fashion. So that's when he started giving tickets to kids who didn't even want to go to the game. <laughs> no, no. That was, well, one afternoon, the official paid attendance was 52000 The official attendance was 6000 Right. Because they, they were having a ticket special that day, so they bought them all. Uh, just a moment. Okay. Oh, you want, oh, when we come back. All right. All right, Reavers did this before an offside correspondent did, so a tip of the cap to Reavers. Yes. What was the question? The question was, <laughs> you asked me, did Bill Vec buy the White Sox from Comiskey? And I said, no, I think it was John Allen, which That's I true. was right about. Okay, but here's the beginning. Charles Comiskey moved the Western League's St. Paul Saints yes. to Chicago as a charter member of the American League. And named them the White Stockings. Yep. And then named, and the, uh, he originally had bought the Sioux City Cornhuskers and moved them to St. Paul, from mm-hmm. what I can tell. Jay yeah. Lewis Comiskey inherits the White Sox after the death of his father, Charles Comiskey, in October of 1931. Then Grace Comiskey, widow of Jay Lewis, denying a petition by the First National Bank of Chicago to seek bids to sell the club, Jay Lewis... <laughs> Comiskey's controlling interest passed to Grace Comiskey's daughter, Dorothy. Bill Veck and his partners gained majority control of the White Sox after a lengthy court battle with the Comiskey family in 1958. Arthur Allen, A-L-L-Y-N, assumed ownership of the White Sox after Bill Veck sold his interest to Allen a year later. Chuck Comiskey sold his minority interest in the club to Allen. Well, you were right then. Bill Veck bought it from the Comiskeys. And then sold it to John Allen. Then and then Bill came Vec- back and Boulder bought the White Sox again. He reacquired the White Sox yeah. from John Allen mm-hmm. in December of 1975. Mm-hmm. He sold the Cleveland Indians originally was the first guy to draw 2 million people because of a divorce. Mm-hmm. He had to pay off a divorce, really? so he had to sell the team. Yeah, the Cl- Is the- Kenny in the house yet? I can't see over Yes, there. he's in the uh, not- Can we give me a... Give five- him a second because there's a five major event on Highway 52 and 80th. Okay. okay. No, I was just going to say, I, I don't need Kenny for this. I was just going to tell you that I there's a new headline that can be put up in the Krabby Coffee Shop. All right. Survey finds average person has only 15 perfect days a year. <laughs> that's optimistic. Yeah. Yeah, that's wrong. Which is, is a high? meaningless survey because the days, every day, every human in the world will have a different idea of what a perfect yeah, day so is. The, the, so every person only has a day that they can describe as perfect yeah. 15, 15 times. times. Yeah. And Phil Fleck over here. Has three sixty five. So yeah. think of how much that drives the uh, average day. up. The rest right. of us, he's being a hog for these perfect days. Right. If we're only going to have fifteen, he should have. He's a taking few, your share. He should have a yeah. few bad ones. Yeah. 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 Is that Another thinking about or actually I, having them? 
Well, you, again, when the day is over, you say, boy, that was a perfect day. It was a right. survey of 2,000 American adults commissioned by the U.S. High Bush Blueberry Council. I have no mm-hmm. idea what that is. And, and, it know, does, and it doesn't start with picking blueberries, guys, if you know what I mean. I think so. I wake up you know, at 6 in the morning. Is that what they call and it? And go in the boys' room. Canning apricot. Oh, you know, right. go in the boys' room. Yeah. And if that doesn't go well, my perfect day's already yes. already off. It's already X. You get the big family feud well, you're right under X already. You're under the gun right, right off the bat. Right away. Well, that didn't go as well as I wanted it to. I so made it to 6.11 a.m. I got to go back at 7.15 and try again, you know. You know, I've always uh, said this global warming crowd, they must have a day. They must have well, a, they're, having, they're in their glory no. right now, baby. Well, they must have the perfect temperature in mind. Yeah. Yeah. This survey comes up with most people responded 74 degrees. They actually do have a temperature in mind. There's some people that follow me on Twitter that they wake up at four in the morning and their day goes bad until they go to bed Mm -hmm. simply for the reason that Trump is in office. (laughs) I mean, they are so full of hate from the get-go to the bitter end all day long. but But there's as high a percentage... That are upset because their day's not going to go perfect until everybody loves Trump, right? There's I, that right. percentage. A hundred percent. Yeah, I had never considered that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ever factor in a political ideology to happiness. Oh, yeah. There's oh, a boy. lot of that. I, I should show you some of these. Well, I don't doubt oh, you. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. They're just so filled with hate. But they're mm-hmm. just wasting their time. Hey, I want to talk about this traffic issue what do we now. Got? Um, only one lane, the right shoulder, getting by on southbound 52 at 80th down in Invergrove. It looks like a very serious multi-car crash. We've got a lot of first responders on the scene already, and I'm assuming a lot more are going to be coming through. Uh, so if you're southbound uh, 52 and you're approaching 494, Exit now, uh, or exit. What would be a ne- the uh, next exit? That's Matthew? a split road out there, right? Upper, Concord. You upper, could, there's uh, a no, Concord is downtown. South Robert Trail, uh, Highway Three. Well, if you uh, you can exit set. Now, can you exit Seventieth? I don't know. Hey. Yes, yes, you could get off on 75th or 75th. There's 70th. a median there, yeah. right? So it's almost a freeway. Yeah, 52. so yes. traffic currently jamming at upper 55th. So don't even let yourself get that far exit before upper 55th uh, because traffic has stopped all the way back there. And I'm guessing, I haven't heard the scanner call on this, but I'm guessing this is a pretty serious one. And it's going to take a while to clear. Somebody, somebody rear-ended somebody, huh? I don't know. I can't mm-hmm. tell. It's a very murky camera shot. Mm-hmm. Is that what I was seeing on 22? Yeah. Yes. It was too murky for me to see anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. Well, I, that's too bad. Anyway, put that up in the crappy, crappy coffee shop. Survey finds the average person has 15 perfect days a year. <laughs> so we got to put that next to the uh, uh, next to the Russian lady. Yeah, right, who's Patrick? never had a happy down no, day in no, no. She's like 109. Yeah, she's the, she's makes up for PJ. Yeah. Because PJ's had three sixty-five, takes all good, hers. He gets all, but she, she has had none, and she's a hundred and twenty. So mm-hmm. just think of all oh, those, what, she, what she's left for the rest of us. It's, uh, it's she's not a selfish uh, person. Every day like, she goes to the counter. I might make it through today, but it ends up crossing. So, you, so you're saying she makes a sacrifice? Yes, Patrick, for the rest, for the rest, of, rest of us. us. Not having a perfect day. Here, you uh, take mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I would describe as a perfect day. Well, do you want to know what they said? Yeah, sure. Uh, I couldn't believe my luck. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, realizing it's a beautiful sunny day. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Long know. hot shower. No, not yeah. me. A meaningful long hug. Yeah. Don't touch me. Yeah. The first sip of coffee of the day. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't drink coffee. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. Every sip of coffee. Mm-hmm. Walking into an air conditioned building on a hot day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baking treats. Is there weed in them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Take that that's some goody two shoes. I'm not reading crap. This crap. Oh, yeah, it's full crap. of cuddling. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. Is something about a long talk with your spouse? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Petting, okay. Petting a oh, cat. Yeah. Okay. You can rip that. God that's all. That's be you kidding me. What about, about, what about long about, talk with your spouse? How about when it's 10 o'clock at night and. The only time you really spend together is watching something on TV together. Yeah. And you say to her, hey, you want to watch a couple of episodes of such and such that we watch together? And if she would say yes, instead of, no, I have to watch New York Housewives. Yeah. No, that's, that's, see, that's what that's, would make me happy. Yeah. There's nothing better for a marriage than separate TVs. <laughs> well, we have separate TVs, yeah. but the watching something together think, is, uh, you know. Can I play Dr. Phil for a second? Just one second. Okay, uh, Suge, go to number one on that list. Is number one on the list taking your wife to New York City for your 25th (laughs) wedding anniversary? No, number one is realizing it's a beautiful sunny day. Okay. Same thing, right, Matthew? Exactly. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Kenny, just wait until Reavers gets in. He's got something to show you, but later on. Patrick, let me play Dr. Phil for just a moment here. I think when you are inquiring about viewing the the exact same, we want to watch the tunnel on on PBS. Right, she, I, it might last be your del- you want to watch New York. Oscar. I think it's your delivery, though. It's the hey. <laughs> I think you know maybe a softer dear good evening or yes, something. You know yeah. maybe just hey, do you want to? I mean, I don't well, know. Basically, it would be something that was discussed an hour earlier, and then Got it. I'd say I'd say hey, are you going to come up and watch this bleeping bleeping thing <laughs> or not? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she says that no, up? and there goes what, my perfect day. What the hell's wrong with you? You could have said, I had a perfect day going until... <laughs> Sports Talk will be back shortly, but now, uh, thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. Stocks were mixed at today's market close. A big drop in Facebook shares dragged the Nasdaq Composite and the S&P 500 lower. But the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 112 points, closing at 25,527. The Nasdaq fell 80 points. The S&P 500 dropped 8 points. Facebook shares tumbled 19%, dropping $120 billion from the company's market value. Shares of Super Value jumped 65%. The Eden Prairie Food Distributor and Grocery Store Operator agreed to be acquired by United Natural Foods for about $2.9 billion. The per share price represents a 67% premium over SuperValue's closing stock price on Wednesday. United Natural Foods said it will sell off SuperValue's retail business, meaning the grocery stores. That includes 3,000 stores. Aviation industry experts are finalizing rules that will enable some planes to routine take off in significantly lower visibility than currently permitted at most U.S. airports. Officials involved in the process said that will result in fewer delays and cancellations and more reliable schedules in heavy rain, fog, or snow. 
I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Okay, Bruce, we're going to cut you loose. We've got some uh, crashes here we need to talk about. This report sponsored by Hotels.com. First, uh, it's this big one, southbound 52. Uh, the crash blocking everything at 80th. That's why traffic jams at upper 55th. Only the right shoulder getting by at this time. And this crash is serious enough that uh, recon has been called. That means this blockage is going to be in place for probably the rest of the rush. The other one I want to mention, westbound 94, a double left lane blocking. So, what are you saying, Patrick? Patrick, put your headphones on. What are you saying, Patrick? We're also, you and I, going to open up our own uh, marital aid store, too, right next, next, door, right right next, next to the door. Krabby Coffee. Oh my and God. you know what? We'll honor the late, great Jersey voice. Well, I'm not sure the late the Jersey voice is the late, great, but we haven't heard from him I in 20 years. I think so. Years. I think he's the late. We haven't heard from him in 20 oh. years, but we could call it, we could name it in honor of the Jersey voice, oh who used God. to call the show all the time. Batteries not included. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's no. extra. No. And you can buy those over here at a big market. <laughs> it's too bad the off-air portion is so X-rated to make a great podcast. This one sticks to the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> and doubles as a handle. <laughs> doubles as a handle. Oh, my That's God. Right. Um, hi. Anyway, uh, let's here get back go. to the show here. Uh, twins wrapped up. Well, now, John first Hyde. of all, officially, when Height doesn't return till next Thursday, we won't see him till next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, he okay. is uh, on his way to visit. I hope family. he's no, doing something. He is not on his way. He is taking today to rest. Well, up got to get some stuff done. You know, mm-hmm. got to get some stuff done. Wait, what? He's not on the road till I tomorrow. Thought he was back Tuesday. He's not on the road till tomorrow morning. Oh, what a jerk! I know. Why? My wife used to, uh, in her first marriage... We're not back to this sex apparel thing. No, no. In her first marriage, there was a guy named Charlie, who I believe was a grandfather of of her first husband. And she loved Charlie and used to play cards with Charlie. But Charlie would go up to Briggs Lake every year for... He'd rent a cabin for two weeks. Yeah. And he'd spend like 10 days getting ready for this trip. He'd get the oil changed and the whole thing. It's about 50 minutes up the street. You know, but it was, he it had was, to get ready. And then he, he couldn't sleep, so he'd make shelves. He made shelves. And the whole basement was like shelves that, <laughs> shelves the, that, that the wife did want. But he'd be down there describing Gene Shepard's Ollie Hop Noodles Haven of Rest, <laughs> Haven of Bliss. Yeah. Remember when the old man would get ready all year and they go up to this sinkhole, algae filled <laughs> pond yeah. to try to catch a bullhead? Yeah. <laughs> that was this Charlie guy. She loved that guy. Uh, the Twins wrapped up a three-game sweep of the Blue Jays yesterday in Toronto. Garver had his first ever four-hit game. Mauer and Rosario chipped in three hits apiece. Matt Belisle pitched two innings of scoreless that? relief for his first win and of the season. And your guy got himself. Is he still there? Uh, as far I checked this morning, he is. Uh, Pat's talking, of course, about Fairbo native Jake Patricia. Future Fairbo Laker Jake Patricia. He surrendered four earned runs uh, in the loss for the Blue Jays. The boys are now in Boston for the first of a four-game series. We got a lineup? We got a lineup? I had, I didn't check, I guess, before I came in. I was well, looking we at want some other news. I'll find one here shortly. Uh, Gibson will start opposite Sox. Left-hander Brian Johnson. First pitch from Fenway is at 6'10". The Vikings continue to gather during the first week of training camp at the new TCO Performance Center down in Egan. The team did announce that less than 5,000 free you tickets You don't remain. have to throw that 
Performance Center crap in there. Well, did just you come up with a name? Egan. Just down in Egan. We need a Egan. new name, yeah. Royce. Well, I was going to say, we got to get more creative than Egan. that. And Egan. Okay. We don't want to be giving all these free plugs. All right. We need yeah. something better than yeah. Egan. All right. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, news. But anything happened out there today? Do we know? If anything? it did, it's all covered online. 1500ESPN.com. Matthew Collar's got it all broke down. What did David Koresh call his compound? <laughs> Can we call it that? <laughs> What's the name of that? The, the place? Ziggy Compound. Branch Davidians. Branch Davidians. Yeah. What was the branch? Uh, branch uh, Ziggy. The the followers of the Vikings, as far as their belief, isn't much different than the Branch Davidians. They're, they're or very, the Heaven's Gators. They're, they're they would very, do exactly. Uh, they would put oh the tennis God. shoes on. The Heaven's Gators, the tennis shoe people. Yeah, with the purple. Yeah, yeah, right. The tennis shoe people. Hey, I saw a thing today <laughs> about the black U.S. kids. They yeah. executed. <laughs> Uh, this is off topic, but I'm shocked. The, the last six members of the people who shot off the sarin gas in the in the Tokyo. Oh, right. Twenty uh, years I, ago, I read that. Got executed. They the last six. Them. The last six, and they were part of a doomsday cult. Mm-hmm. So, aren't you doing them a favor? I guess. Why did it would take twenty years? I think these would have people wanted maybe, to be killed earlier, right? Maybe that was part of the punishment. Yeah, keeping them alive. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they oh, could not today again. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, every every night they say, "Well, maybe tomorrow." <laughs> yeah. Hate to ruin your perfect day, but they, it's not going to be today. They just killed the other seven like six months ago or something, and now they killed the last six. Why did they keep the poor devils alive for twenty years if it was a doomsday cult? I think you made a good point there, Kitty. That's their purgatory. <laughs> yes. Right. So I miss. Uh, Red Judd, I got Judd all wrong. I didn't think he enjoyed going to uh, training camp. Harrigan oh, he was, loved men. Harrigan was telling me uh, he was out the door be, be eight seconds after their show ended yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, faster than Suchley. But, but the he lay liked the Mankato time. Yeah, and not only did he love Mankato, but he really likes this place too. Mm-hmm. News notes from today: thousands of law enforcement officers from around. I would the- rather have a tooth. Pulled. Oh, Judd wants his own parking spot. Yeah. He's thinking about trying. He's trying to get an apartment there. There's nothing to write. There's nothing to write when you well, cover all the, those the access is now apparently worse. Yeah. You don't get to see anything either. Thousands of law enforcement officers from around the country filled North Heights Lutheran Church in Arden Hills this morning for the 11 a.m. funeral of Joseph Gom, a Minnesota corrections officer killed in the line of duty last week. Gom, 45, of Blaine, was killed last week by a Stillwater prison inmate and is the first corrections officer in Minnesota to be killed in the line of duty. More than a dozen men holding American flags lined the entrance as a 20-minute procession of family members and officers entered the church to the sound of bagpipes. The large sanctuary appeared full with Governor Mark Dayton among those in attendance. A number of people uh, were wearing shirts in Gom's honor, which were designed by State Corrections Officer Shane Warnke, who worked at the Stillwater Prison. His mother said that more than 1,000 shirts have already been sold and proceeds will go directly to Gom's Jay Coles tried to warn him. Yep. Tried to warn them on Channel 5 that uh, they were playing with fire out there. A standoff in the parking lot of a Burnsville Costco ended peacefully this morning, according to authorities. Burnsville police reported that just after I five... wanted a parking spot or what? Uh, the, going into Costco, man, it's all, it's it's chaos. Uh, no, he was a suicidal guy, Pat. Oh, okay. It was in the parking lot. Uh, it was near Burnhaven Drive and McAndrews Road. Police said they received a call at around 5.30 p.m. yesterday reporting a suicidal man was in his vehicle in a lot 
and was in possession of a gun. The store closed as a result of the oh, incident. That but cost them money. Five thirty. Yeah. Then they reopened. At Costco, this man. Okay. Well, so we got him out of there. Yep. Everything's good. So there's a lot of empty parking lots he could have gone to. Why didn't he want to mess up poor uh, Costco? Don't have the answer. I know. I'm not sure. sure. Driving around the one in St. Louis Park, you could become suicidal looking for a parking spot. It's difficult is what you're saying. Yes. Yes, it is. Super Value, the Minnesota food distributor that struggled for years after a failed attempt to create one of the nation's largest grocery chains, was sold today to a Rhode Island-based wholesaler in a $2.9 billion deal that also put Cub Foods, the biggest grocery in the Twin Cities, on the sales block. You know, getting a perfect parking spot would impact your perfect day. It would. Yeah. yeah. Well, your perfect day does not include going to Costco That's in true. any form, I want to tell you. Uh, executives of Super Value said the company acquiring it. You, you know, know, I park in the same spot every morning. I get here and I have the privilege. I don't, it's not a reserved spot yeah. or anything. I just get here early enough to where yes. I get the same spot every morning. And let me tell you, when somebody accidentally parks, parks in there, my spot... That's ooh, your day. Your perfect day is I gone. seriously, I'm so angry. I can <laughs> barely function. I mean, I've been tempted to grab my uh-huh. toe strap and pull them out of there and pull them out on the Ferry Street and let the <laughs> car sit. And that's your spot right over that third one over? That's why no, I park in occasionally? No, it's in the morning. It, oh, I, in I the get morning. here at 5 okay. in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And it really drives What's me insane. What's going on in Barry, by the way, that nobody's parking on it? Because they're now enforcing the two-hour limit? I yeah. shouldn't have ever mentioned it on the radio. No, no it's, it's <laughs> isn't it? It's summer. The kids are all gone. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yes. No, but it, they're also tagging. One, yeah, in the afternoon. <laughs> they're tagging with pictures. That's only until 5 p.m., though. Oh. It's not like that overnight. No, the kids are gone. Oh. Well, okay. I had to. When I went to Luke Bryan, I was oh uh, I was forced to park on Barry mm-hmm. and, and not park in our own parking lot by the security guard. <laughs> I told the boss all about it. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. I didn't say anything. I support it. We need uh... He said, I'm going to tow your car. I said, I work here. He said, I will tow your car. <laughs> At that point, I just decided to be nice and give it up and call the family members off who are going, you know who he is? I said, no, do not say anything. He's got a be car. Dude, she's got a carload of women. They're like, I said, hey, let me, do not do me any favors right now. I will handle this. Just... I did park on the street. Uh, say, Joe. Yeah. You always uh, kind of lament our lost touch with nature. Yes. Stories throughout uh, Garage Logic. Actress and model Chrissy Teigen stirred up Twitter yesterday when she and her two-year-old daughter, Luna, were filmed playing with what they believed was a harmless bug. She allowed it to land on her arm and invited her daughter (laughs) to kiss it and call it nice. Well, it turns out that nice bug was actually a tarantula hawk, a poisonous species of spider wasp. <laughs> According to the United Is the little baby dead now or not? The uh, young girl? I, no, no, the girl is fine. The little girl. Oh, they're they're so both it, fine. It didn't bite, bite them. No, and they're lucky. Uh, according to the United Kingdom's Natural History Museum, the tarantula hawk can dish out the most painful wasp sting in the world. And will cause, if it, in other words, if it were to sting you in the arm, mm-hmm. most likely you'd have to have it amputated. That's how dangerous this bug was. One entomologist. This is in California? I believe so. I didn't, I'm not sure exactly where they Who were. Who is she? 
John Legend's wife? Yeah. John Legend's wife, mm-hmm. yes. Um, Did he come home and say, boy, you're a dummy? No, I'm trying to find out if there was a dateline in this, mm-hmm. and I can't remember if they were, where they mm-hmm. were. But anyway, she says, it. oh my God, but he was so nice in response to, um, in uh, response to people the, that the, were The bug was up. so nice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. he's a moron. <laughs> I got the hornets out of the backyard. Did you? Yep. Sprayed the hell out of them and... At nine and night after the down. After they settle down? They're quick. They're not like why They're worse than why. If you get them mad, they're smaller, they're quicker. They're, quicker. they're a, quick. An Oregon high school student who was suspended over a shirt that touted President Trump's proposed border wall has agreed to settle <laughs> his lawsuit after the school agreed to pay $25,000 for his legal fees and have its principal write him say? an apology. Addison Barnes, who graduated this year from Liberty High School just outside of Portland, filed a lawsuit in federal court in May alleging that the school violated his First Amendment rights. The shirt said, quote, Donald J. Trump Border Wall Construction Company, end quote. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And the wall just got 10 feet taller right underneath. You know how you uh, solve that problem? You uh, shouldn't get to wear T-shirts to school. <laughs> I'd, 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 it'd be hard That's for me to. Uniform. It'd hard oh, for me to oppose that since I <laughs> since I wear a t shirt to work every no. day. T shirts with a good. But I don't have sayings on. Okay, country club. I want a collar t shirt. I don't have sayings on. You can have an alligator in the upper left right. corner, or a guy on a polo horse. Yeah. How about how about a t shirt, but it doesn't say anything. Like How about a T-shirt that looks like a collared shirt? Mm-hmm. What you're actually saying is uniforms. Just yeah. to make everybody wear <laughs> yeah, uniforms. Right. Are they military uniforms, Joe? Because no. I want those things on my shoulders. I had a tough decision those today. Those danglers on you my shoulders. You want the apple I went out yeah. this morning. I had a tough decision. It was cold this morning. Maybe this I could affect your perfect Sweatshirt. Day. Or a t-shirt. I, I want short sleeve. Yeah, but you're a guy that doesn't wear a coat in January. I know, but I, I was thinking if, if I always my preference is always sweatshirts, but not when it's warm. Obviously. Yeah. How about a nice sweater once in a while? Yeah, the hell with them. Yeah, but he has to give it back to Rick Aguilera so much that he just can't. Uh, <laughs> what? What? Remember your sweater you had to, in your dream? Oh, yeah, you right. give it back to Aggie. Aggie, yeah, here's your sweater. I got it. That what? was a weird one. That was one of Pat's crazy It wasn't dreams. as weird as the Tommy Kramer dream. No, when I shot the guy. The guy shot me. The little Vietnamese yeah, guy shot you. me. He was selling wood. Yeah. He was selling firewood. <laughs> and he was wearing a, a Tommy, Tommy Kramer, Kramer jersey. jersey. Wearing a Tommy Kramer jersey. He shoots Patrick. He shoot oh. me. I came out and I to tell him I didn't have any wood. But before I could tell him we didn't want any wood, he shot me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a preemptive strike. We don't want any wood, okay? And don't ask about my car. Or tell but, me it's cool. But I was shot before I had a chance to. Yeah, announce you couldn't even it. open your mouth. Yeah, right. <laughs> May now in the shoulder. But but the other dream. I'm sorry, Chris. No, but the right. other dream with Aggie when you had his sweater and you had to you had to take it off and you you lost your tooth and you were bleeding <laughs> all over. <laughs> So you're like, hey, I got your sweater. Last your blood time is I coming had, out of your the mouth. Last time I had one of those, I was telling Morris last year, I stole his truck. I stole Mike Morris's truck out of the parking lot here. Oh, my God. I so, had no idea. And then I was had to get it back to him. I in what to... world 
Would a sweater that would fit you would fit Rick Aguilera? <laughs> dreams are not. It's one of those always, Kirby sweaters, though, right? Dreams are not always based on logic. That's true. That is very true. They happen to have one suit left. <laughs> that's that's the one the you truth. bought last. <laughs> that's the truth. Jerry Leonard. Yep. That's how long ago now, that was. You got anything in a big man? We got one left. <laughs> yeah, 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 I bought that Pat one. Pat bought year. that one the previous year. <laughs> Manal Nimnual was oh him wait she was you didn't wa- even come close. Can we try no. to get through one story without interrupting? Didn't even come close. She was waiting patiently for her husband to be Pakim Junjerm to join her at the aisle in the Thai city of Ratchaburi on Sunday. July I don't understand 22nd. why you don't just make up easier to pronounce <laughs> right. names. That's what John Hyde does. Know. He writes in his own names. But the young man never showed up. Uh-oh. What could possibly be worse than having your groom ditch you on your wedding day? Having him ditch you in front of thousands of strangers watching live on Facebook. Oh. It sounds like a bad joke, but unfortunately it was the reality for the poor heartbroken bride who had decided to live stream her wedding only to have it end in disaster. Mm-hmm. Well, she's a numbskull. Thousands of people were watching at home as the 24-year-old announced to family and friends that he had, quote, run away, end quote. <laughs> Uh, the save version of the five-minute video has since been shared more than 30,000 times Did on Facebook. Weep? Did she weep? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and viewed more than five million times. Thankfully, most were sympathetic and shared supportive messages with the brides. Did so, we get an explanation from this gutless coward? The bride's cousin, who said the romance was a bit of a whirlwind, but everything was going fine until a week before their wedding day. That's when the bride learned that the groom was having an affair with another woman. When the young woman confronted him, he apparently insisted that he still wanted to get married. Then, just a few days before the wedding, he told her he couldn't afford the $6,000 cost. You know, Kenny was right. You should have just made up some names yes. because for two reasons. It would have made the story more compelling to just say John and Mary Smith. Well, she caught him cheating and she still was going to go through with the wedding. And we're never going to uh, encounter these people. She's a dummy. I like Johnny and uh, Pauline. Those so you guys wanted favorites. me to go with John and Pauly in, no, in the Thai city yeah, of Ratchaburi. Hey, make, make up a Derek. name for the Thai city. Hey, hey, how is Derek doing over there in Taipei? Oh, Middletown. You guys are a treat. Smallville. Hey, uh, are you done with that dumb story? Yeah, I am done Okay, with that Such, dumb you story. know, uh, that commercial you do for the, uh, the I think it's an insurance company. Slow the hell down, put your phone Federated down. Federated insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Along that line, uh, I'm looking learning something about this crash that's blocking everything on southbound 52 at 80th evidently we had some construction there traffic was stacked up and stopped and somebody came in hot and rear-ended a van uh, without apparently without braking at all oh that's uh so the texters are out in force i didn't say that but it it sounds uh, it sounds like that's what happened uh, and that's why recon has been called and that's why traffic on southbound 52 currently jamming at upper 50 what's recon mean Reconstruction? Yes. Reconstruct the yes. accidents? Yes, mm-hmm. they do that. Do you in, have fatalities yet, or don't you know? They do that in the case of a fatal or oh. a life-changing injury. Well, then uh, we're going to have some fatals, it sounds like. Uh, All right. Yep. All right, just Sorry. a moment. Group credit, see dealer for detail. Looking at the leaderboard at the Canadian Open, pretty good field, including uh, Tommy Fleetwood, Bubba Watson, Dustin Johnson, uh, 
Ice Field. Brooks Kepka, Tony Finnell. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, we have uh, Tim Yotter from Viking Update. going to give us a report from what's going on. I went, went out there on day two. And uh, my pal Tony Maserati, who is a... Uh, it's spelled like the car? Uh, no, it's SS, but he, it's Maz. But he uh, he's a sports talk show host in Boston, wrote for the Globe and the Herald for many years, talk about the Red Sox and other... Uh, with the Twins getting ready to play the Red Sox. Is Lee Monfield still kicking around out there? He's doing stuff. He does kind of freelancey stuff. I was trying to find him a year ago. I finally tracked him down. He just writes when he wants to What about Gammons? Gammons is uh, working for MLB Network, and uh, I think MLB Network, and uh, but he's not writing for the Globe anymore. Remember his notes column in the Sunday Globe? uh, Started it all. all. Started the notes phenomenon, that's for sure. 1500 ESPN is KSTP. St. Paul, Minneapolis, it's 67 degrees. The Ride with Royce is coming up next. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring. After two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability, Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.